When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you're a firearms enthusiast like I am, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret. Bear Creek Arsenal. This is a veteran-owned and operated gun manufacturer. Bear Creek Arsenal, that is, based in Sanford, North Carolina. They make high-quality firearms at an incredible value. Learn more about Bear Creek Arsenal at bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck. Use promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. One more time, bearcreekarsenal.com slash buck and promo code buck to get 10% off your first order. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Third hour of Clay and Buck kicks off now, everybody. And, you know, one of the things that we always try to do here is get you answers to questions, right? We ask questions. There are things out there that we need to figure out what's going on. We started off the show talking a little bit about what's happening in New York City, where they are kicking kids out of their school, out of a New York City high school, to make room for a couple thousand migrants who you would think wouldn't necessarily get priority here because they're not really supposed to be in the country in the first place. They entered illegally and are now theoretically waiting for uh, asylum claims to be adjudicated. Clay pointed this out earlier in the week that I think it's now... They're looking at 2033 or 2032 or something for when the actual claims will be. People are getting court appearances. It's into the 2030s for when into you the actually 2030s, are supposed yeah. to show up. So just Which for is, everybody out there thinking, imagine trying to predict your own life seven years from now. It's, 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 the whole thing is absurd, but it shows you that it's, it's a total scam. And, and this is causing a little bit of a problem. You know, Clay read before also the uh, numbers out of Michigan, the polling numbers out of Michigan suggesting that immigration is a major issue there. Illegal immigration is a major issue there. Well, Biden regime recognizes that they got a problem because uh, it looks really bad. 6.8 million already. 8 million predicted illegals in this country in Biden's first term. The greatest acceleration of illegal entry into the United States in history has occurred in Joe Biden's first three years, and it's not going to stop in his fourth year. Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked a question about this one. This is cut 25, and here's what she's saying about New York City kicking 
kids out of school for migrants. And as it relates to this particular question that you're asking me about in New York City, that is something that New York City needs the answers to. That is a process that they took, so they have to answer to that. And as it relates to migrants and what's happening at the border, look, the president has taken this issue very seriously, very seriously by making sure that on his first day, which is almost three years, it'll be a couple weeks, it'll be three years ago, that he put forward a comprehensive immigration uh, legislation to deal with what's happening with the immigration process, obviously, and also the border. And this is an issue that's been going on for decades. The system has been broken for decades. And the president is the one who has taken action to deal with this, while House Republicans do not. Uh, it's just all the same talking points we've heard for a very long time. I, I would note, Clay, first of all, when she says comprehensive immigration reform, when Democrats use that term, they mean... I need everyone to to listen up, and I think all of you know this, but it's important that we reiterate it. They mean amnesty, okay? That The only immigration reform that is certain and that they want is amnesty. Everything else is just make-believe. It's window dressing around the problem. It's not actually going to do anything, and they won't actually enforce any provisions or restrictions that they say they will. But also notice how they've gone from doing the jobs Americans won't do, Clay, to... We need, you know, Nancy Pelosi was saying, you know, we have an obligation to give these people asylum. We actually don't. And we didn't have an obligation to take in illegals to do jobs that they were going to be undercutting the wages of American workers for. She's not being honest. I know that many of you out there are going to say, of course she's not. But if you go back and look, we've never had this many people cross our southern border illegally in any of your lives than has happened since Joe Biden took office. And I think it's important to point out that many of the people crossing the southern border are not doing it from Mexico. Because for a lot of us out there, this is the way we think about illegal immigration. We're like, oh, those are just people coming over from Mexico. And that has been commonplace in the years past, in the decades past that she's referenced. But a lot of the time then, people would cross over for seasonal work, and then they would go back home. And this is... Important because it ties in with the asylum claims not being heard until after 2030 now. So many people are coming into the country from so far away now that they can never go back to their home country. If you were, let's say, in 1986, coming across the southern border because you were going to engage in, let's say, let's say picking strawberries or helping to harvest food in a seasonal basis, you tended to go back across the border. Now, if you're coming, you're coming from so far away that you're never going to go back to your home country. I was reading yesterday or the day before, we're seeing Africans. Think about how crazy this is. We are seeing Africans, not African-Americans, Africans, people from Africa, we are seeing them travel all the way to South America to come to the United States now. Tens of thousands of them because it's easier for them to get into the United States than Europe. Now I understand everybody's not an expert in, uh, in, in, in the globe, right? Like everybody, just think about when you are traveling that far from Africa to a new continent here to go to a different it's easier to get into the United States from Africa than it is Europe. And Europe's got all sorts of immigration issues itself. That's how bad it is. You'd much rather be an illegal in America than you would these days in 
Italy, in Greece, in Spain. There's increasing pushback in those countries on these issues. Uh, they, you know, it, here in America, we take the attitude of we're gonna, we're gonna take care of, of everything that needs taken care of for anyone who's here, illegal or not. Now, we could have a whole discussion about that, but the point is, it's a better deal for people. You know, if you were coming from, uh, you know, if, if you were coming from the, uh, you know, Central African Republic, let's say, Europe's a whole lot closer to your point, but it's a better option to get into America because you're very likely going to be able to do it. You're very likely going to be able to stay. Um, so when they say that New York City has to answer for this, uh, no, really, it's a federal problem. I mean, that, that's a, that's a dodge when Corinne Jean-Pierre says, this is all about what the city of New York is doing. The truth is, this is all a, you know, the Biden administration shows everybody what they're really all about when they prevent Texas from helping them secure the border. And we also need to redefine some of these terms. What does border security mean? It has to mean if you weren't coming here through a legal process, you were immediately turned away from the country. The way it works now is people illegally enter, not at a port of entry, then they claim defensive asylum. The cartels coach them on how to do this. They pay money. They get a little bracelet. They say, oh, I have a credible fear of, my, of violence in my country. It's a joke, the credible fear screening process. The numbers just came out. I think it's 85% of people who enter illegally get to stay. You got an over 8 out of 10 chance. And then once you're in the country, there's no interior enforcement you have to fear whatsoever because there's no deportations. So when people say a secure border, it doesn't mean that you have more people waving everybody in and handing out sandwiches and saying, welcome to America. It means stopping people from coming into the country and expelling those who are in the country illegally, or else everything is just, we're just wasting our time. What it also does, Buck, in addition to, yes, this is the Democrat game plan. They lie. They say that nothing's changed. They The incentive culture, which we've talked about here, you can get a job and you can make a lot more money than you would in your home country. It also destroys the argument that America is a systemically racist country. Because over 50,000 people are fleeing Africa. Africa is almost entirely black, right? Almost entirely oh. black rulers. But the left makes an even, the, the argument is even more, um, even more upsetting than that, Clay, because it's not just, it's not just that we're not a racist country. The argument that the left makes in this country and really the sort of global, no borders, you know, internationalist view is America owes this to all these countries because of our exploitation of the developing world, because of our climate CO2 profile, because of, you know, the history of colonialism, right? So to your point, they're coming here because obviously it's like not really that racist, but the mentality of the people arriving is you owe this to us. And the Democrat left in this country tells them that, says that's right. People have to pay this up, uh, pay this, uh, you know, forward or whatever. They got to do what they got to do. Which is why I tie this all in with the DEI universe in general. Think about the world that Democrats have created. You have people who are illegally entering the country. Let's say, I think the New York Times just reported that in the last year, over 50,000 Africans traveled from Africa to Latin America to make their way into the United States. So it's easier to get to the United States from Africa illegally than it is into into Europe. They're then going to be here for seven years. Let's say they have a kid. So they don't have a kid. They can get a job based on the legacy of racism, despite 
never having had anything at all to do with American history and racism at all. In fact, the biggest beneficiaries, if you look at a lot of these so-called elite colleges, you, I think we've talked about this on the show before, the black students that are being admitted, a huge percentage of them never were. The idea is, oh, we've got to redress past American racial discrimination. A huge percentage of them and their families were never here when the racial discrimination even happened. I mean, overwhelmingly, the number of kids that are going in uh, to these uh, these elite schools are kids whose parents were highly educated in potentially other countries. Let's say your dad and mom got a doctorate in Nigeria. You come to this country, you get raised uh, as an American, and then you benefit off of the racial spoil system, despite the fact that there's no connection whatsoever your family has yeah. to any legacy Look, it, of discrimination in America at all. It's just, it's the same, it's it's the politics of, of envy, it's replacing uh, class class warfare uh, that the communists used to take the malcontents of a society and and turn turn them against everybody else and turn the society upside down with this creation of the systemic racism uh myth in this country. America was at one point obviously and has a history of having racism in the past, but that is no longer the case. And you know with the argument that's being made by people today about things like the systemic racism in America, you'd have to say what is an America that that they would admit is not systemically racist look like? And you have to wonder, because if they're going to start saying, well, it would have to be equal representation in the following fields, the following wealth categories, the following criminal justice categories, you'd say, so you're actually just talking about quotas. Well, they've tried quota systems in other countries around the world based along racial lines, and it works very, very poorly. It is a very bad idea because it's inherently a wrong idea and an unjust idea. But they'll never just accept, well, if the law is, if the law is acceptable, the law is neutral and you know, even beyond that, the American people are, um, despite what the media pretends, and that graph, everyone should see it. Like, everyone should have it printed out and keep it in their desk somewhere. The graph of the media deciding in, uh, was it 2016? Was it with Trump or was it, I think it might have been before that, a few years ago. 2013-14 is 13, when the white supremacy right. suddenly just started to show sudden, up everywhere. That's right. Barack Obama goes into his second term and it's all about white supremacy in the media all the time. That's what they're talking about. And they have actually tried to redefine white supremacy to be things that are entirely innocuous. And you'd say, wait, that's not white supremacy. You know, had these, there have been these discussions before. I think Vivek even brought up actually recently with that reporter. Remember when he had that throwdown with the, the very, you know, intellectually limited reporter? Um, and he said, is being on time a form of white supremacy? Because some of the biggest advocates of systemic racism claim that it is. Yeah, they oh, claim BLM's that, is, that, that is their terminology. Says a two-parent household is white supremacy. Which is all of it is. It's actually so crazy and so offensive. But that is where the left took this, and and that is you know the continuation of their logic, and it's because it's all rooted in a faulty principle. We can either uh, we can either stop discriminating by race, or we're going to continue discriminating by race. Right? This is. You can whatever you try to fill in as the as the you know the the on the X Y axis of this, it doesn't change that you're either discriminating by race or you're not, and you can either stop doing it or you're going to keep doing it. Um, and that's the that's the simple reality I think of race in America today. But the Democrat Party is built on more than anything else the identity politics 
framework. So that's why, you know, it's very hard to tear this stuff down. Very hard, no matter what the arguments are, to get people to change, uh, change their minds on this. You know, if one of your New Year's resolutions is to finally digitize your family's home memories recorded on video and cassette tapes, Legacy Box is the company that can get it done. Their team of 200 plus technicians in Tennessee will hand transfer each tape, cassette, film reel, slide, or print photo onto digital files that can be easily watched, shared, and posted. Takes less than a month. You'll get everything back along with brand new digital copies. You know, Carrie's uh, dad just did this and he was going through, this is my father-in-law, he was going through all these old photos. He spent hours and hours going there. He was discovering photos that they thought they had lost. And now they're all going to be digitally preserved because of Legacy Box. Legacy Box is the industry leader. They've helped nearly a million and a half families. If you haven't done this yet, it's such a fun project to do, especially if it's kind of a snowy or, uh, you know, a sleet-filled Saturday. You can uh, sit around with the family around the fireplace or wherever and fill up your Legacy Box and just know it's all going to be handled with such care. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. You'll save 50% off. Time to rescue your family's most cherished memories, which haven't been watched in years. Go to LegacyBox.com slash buck. That's LegacyBox.com slash B-U-C-K. Keep up with Clay and Buck's campaign coverage with 24, a Sunday highlight reel from the week. Find it on the free iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? 
For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Breaking news in the sports ball. We got a big audience in Seattle. Pete Carroll, who is one of the most successful college and pro coaches of all time, leaving the Seahawks. So you probably didn't expect that if you're listening to us in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Pete Carroll, Super Bowl winner and a national champion coach. That news just broke. And Buck, I was going to tell on myself here. Um, college football season is over. Last night, my lovely wife, Laura, she says, hey, do you want to watch The Crown? Not a lot of sports on television. I said, sure, let's watch The Crown. Season six of The Crown underway, Buck. Very popular show on Netflix about British royalty. We were watching, spoiler alert, Princess Die dies. This is the season six, episode three and four. And I just, I try to be as honest with this audience as I can be. And I understand if you aren't going to trust me anymore or if you're going to expect to see me driving by myself in a car wearing a mask. Buck, I teared up and began to cry while watching The Crown last night. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know that I know myself anymore. Devastatingly sad episode. Princess died, been dead 26 years or whatever. And they got me on the crown, and I just want to confess that I started to cry while watching the crown last night, and I still can't believe it happened. I think you're making both of our estrogen levels rise right now just by telling this story. (laughs) Somebody said, this is a crazy way to come out and announce that you're endorsing Joe Biden for president in 2024. Pretty funny. It was a very funny line. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and the comments, by the way, I tweeted about it last night. We finished and I, the, the show. I, in fact, I had to tell my wife, I was like, I, I can't watch the third episode right now. I'm, I am emotionally overwhelmed by the last two episodes that I, we look, watched. I'll, I'll I can't watch something. any more of the crown. It doesn't matter what kind of movie it is. If a beloved animal dies, you know, a dog, a horse, uh, you can't a, watch a wolf, a bear. I cry. Can't watch it. it makes me Did too you, upset. Did you read Where the Red Fern Grows when you were a kid? I know that, but I didn't read it. No, I mean, I know of it, yeah. Maybe the saddest book that any kid could read in history. I know there's people out there, Old Dan, Little Ann, I think, the names. I bet you're crying right now just thinking about it. I'm sorry for bringing it up, but I just want you to know I all cried. Uh, I want to tell you that a lot of you out there may well find yourself crying if you're paying way too much. That's what you call a great transition in the business. Find yourself paying way too much for your cell phone package. Right now, a lot of you out there paying hundreds of dollars a month 
You got a bunch of different kids on it, data packages, overages, all those different things. Why not go with a cell phone company that shares your values and saves you money? That's a great combo. Go to Pure Talk. Uh, they'll deliver phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network. So good, every bit as good as what you're used to at a fraction of the cost. And their U.S. customer service teams waiting to serve you. They will hook you up. How do you save yourself $1,000 or more for many of you a year? How much difference could that make? Right now, dial pound 250, say the keywords Clay and Buck. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Save a ton with Pure Talk. So we just got confirmation from producer Allie that she did not cry during the same episodes of The Crown, but Clay was getting the vapors. He was I said we couldn't up. watch a third episode. And I, I producer Allie, just in my ear, she was like, yeah, it was a really good show, The Crown, but she didn't cry at all. No. And I'm just sitting here. Maybe I am the ultimate softie. I, and I understand if you can't trust any of my opinions on anything because I cried during the crown last night. I, I, I just, I felt like I needed to come clean. Did the missus tear up or no? Couldn't tell. The light were, was off. Ah, uh, in the, you know, it was like <laughs> evening so you television. Were, you viewing. were burying your head in Laura's shoulder while she was like, it's okay, Clay. It's just a show. <laughs> No, and I was trying to disguise it, but I was like, uh, I, I was like, you know, it was dark. I was like, maybe she's not going to notice that I'm crying. But then the, the, the funeral itself, uh, happened and, uh, and, and I just, I, I was like, uh, you know, I was, I was out of control. I, I legit said, I don't, I don't think we can watch the third episode right now. Sorry. You know, you know what really got me back in the day? What really got me when John Lithgow in Harry and the Hendersons for Bigfoot's own benefit, has to pretend like he doesn't want him around anymore. I'm getting like a little choked up just thinking about it now. So some guy dressed in an actor, because Bigfoot was all, he almost looks like a big, you know, he's like a big St. Bernard or something or a big golden retriever. Like he was a nice Bigfoot. If we need, if like, there's going to be awfulness throughout 2024, right? There's going to be so much toxicity. There's going to be so many, at some point we just need to have a fun hour where we just give people immunity, men in particular primarily, to call in and admit the most embarrassing thing that they have cried while watching. I mean, that I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed by this radio. at all, but I'll tell you, Turner and Hooch with Hanks and K9 <laughs> with the other Belushi. Dude, Turner and Hooch, I love, I wanted a French Mastiff so badly. And, 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 you know, he saves his life in that one. Man, that was. I Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks alongside Turner and Hooch was a classic of the 1980s. Oh, yeah. I mean, great film, great film. You know, the other time when I really lost, oh, there's been, do you remember, what was the movie that won the Oscar? Um, and I don't want to, I, I mean, need more details. Out for like 20, <laughs> 20 years. The one that was set in Hollywood, uh, that some people really liked and other people hated, uh, it was like a set in LA. And La La it was Land? a, on, on, no, no, I don't do musicals. Uh, I, that, I do still have some shred of masculinity in me. Uh, the, the, Ali, some, some, Ali, you're the, the pop culture expert. It's the one where like the, the, it follows a different life of Angelinos and, uh, and there's all these different people contrasting and going through life. Oh, crash. Crash. I really, did oh, you that like one Crash best back in the day? By the yeah, way, that was the weirdest picture. description of Crash I've ever heard in my life. You're like, it's a movie. There's like people wearing t-shirts and they walk it's around in shoes. Set in Los and... Angeles. They're filming it. It's not real life. Um, there's a scene at the end of Crash where the dad runs out to like save the kid's life 
And the it's, kids, it's, they, not at the end. It's early, uh, pretty early on. You mean the one where the dad shoots and it's the cap, it's the uh, blank. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was that way the movie ends. No, it's like maybe. I didn't think you were going to be through. a crash expert. Just oh, I love like, crash. That was, the, that was the eighth minute of the episode. That was scene oh, four. I, I, I saw it many times. That's a really times. good I, movie, right? So I you agree with me that it was really well done? Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought it was a very well done movie. I enjoyed it. We're not, we're not you're not supposed to like it though because it it um it like you know doesn't it doesn't go uh, tough enough on systemic racism. So that's why you're not supposed to like that movie. Yeah, it has um. Uh, the Bridget, the, the guy who Ludicrous is in, yeah, right? It, it shows it shows that people of all different backgrounds are capable of bigotry and racism, and therefore it's a human problem and not an intersectional. Some races good, some races bad problem, and therefore the left hates it. Not allowed. Yeah, and that's actually the uh, generations that we grew up in. The 80s and the 90s in the post-civil rights era was all about the idea of, A, we actually have way more in common than we do different. That was the legacy. I know a lot of you out there who grew up around mine and Buck's ages, that is the era in which we grew up. White, black, Asian, Hispanic, we all have way more in common than we do different. And then identity politics destroyed all of that. By the way, ludicrous story. I was in a, uh, you probably didn't expect that. I was in a, uh, elevator with Ludacris, um, in Las Vegas. He was performing. I was out for a bachelor party. It was just me and him. And like he had a big bodyguard or something. And, uh, and he was performing at the hotel I was in and, uh, he got in the elevator and we started talking. I don't remember what the conversation was about. Did you shout and, Luda as soon as you uh, walked yeah. in the elevator? <laughs> and then, uh, I, th- I actually, I do remember the conversation. I told him. I said, hey, I thought Crash was really good. And he was like, oh, I appreciate that. You know, he's an actor, musician, whatever. And then we were talking in the ride. I don't know. It was like a high rise. I think it was the Palm or something like that in Vegas. Just the two of us for a long time. And he was performing later that day. And, uh, and I, and he was like, you coming to the show? And I was like, no, I didn't get tickets. And he was like, yeah, tough break. Walked right out. Um, and I remember thinking if I had been in a remotely attractive girl, I would have had backstage. We had like a legitimate, decent conversation in the elevator. Dude to dude, he was like, yeah, tough break. Walks right out. If I had gotten on, I'd been a girl. I would have had backstage passes. I would have been hooked up. Hot girl privilege. Everybody wants to talk about white privilege. The single greatest privilege in the history of the world, hot girl privilege, it is undefeated. Well, it's undefeated. True, it's true across all cultures and all history. So yes, that's because we all have more in common. I told my my kids... My wife agreed with this. I'm curious if you would agree, Buck. Without pretty girls, we would all still live in caves. I mean, I think we would all definitely be playing a lot more video games and eating a lot more Doritos. But I don't yes. think we would have even invented video games. Because the guy who invented video games, do you know why he did it? So he could get a better looking girlfriend. Wow. This Almost all like Robin... of masculine achievement, in my humble opinion, is based on trying to get a better looking girlfriend or wife. It's a little bit like Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society where he says that poetry was, was, was created to woo women. Um, I remember seeing that movie and thinking that I liked it and then I thought more about it later. I'm like, it's kind of a nihilistic, sad and bizarre movie actually. So I don't know. I haven't I, seen I, it in a long time. My kids go to a school based on Dead Poet Society. I mean, can I just really? Cause I was going to say, yeah. I mean, some, some kid can't be in like the high school play and dad saying like get a real job and he, and he kills himself. It's like horrible. You know, like what? You know, uh, I forgot about the his career as an actor. Like, come on, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that is like, pretty awful. Same on a more positive note. That's also why all music exists, right? Like every kind of awkward guy who decides he wants to play the drums or learn how to play a uh, guitar is doing it for chicks. Well, it, it is amazing because if you actually were to objectively look at some of the great 
um, male sex symbols of the 20th century in terms of rock stars. Not only are a lot of them not handsome, they're actually really weird looking. <laughs> but that's why but, they started they, that. But, their angle you know, was not if if uh, if a lot of them have been incredibly good looking, they would have never gotten into music in the first place. That was their angle to get chicks. Yeah, that's why you know when I was a single guy, my first question on every date was, "So how much do you love America?" I was like trying to get a, <laughs> trying to get a sense of that. You know what I mean? So I was trying to match that up. I'm like, "Cause I love America a lot, so maybe we're gonna have." Should we play Ducey here, which was our plan yes, initially? When I we know were that was back. what we were supposed to do Speaking here. Speaking of started... loving America, Peter Ducey definitely loves America. Th- th- this is how Clay gets me off. He goes, "What was that movie that got the Oscar?" And then like, I'm like, "Well, there's a lot of a lot of open territory there." All right, Ducey wanted answers in the White House press room about the disappearance of the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin. We found out later on he has prostate cancers, having his prostate surgery done, but there's a whole line of succession issue, presidential comms, communications. This is how Ducey handled it. If the administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the Defense Secretary's health, how can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future. If if you could logically argue, and you can't, but if you could logically argue that oh, the minute... Wait, wait, wait a second. Just give me a second here, bub. I'll get there. If, if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort uh, across the board to, to, to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit. And, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely in the department, and it worse? certainly wasn't shared with you the United States. It's, it's, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to we make sure that it doesn't happen again. Good job by Ducey there, Buck. Pushing... The Biden administration on what I think is one of the most cardinal flaws of their time in office, which was cardinal sins, maybe cardinal lie. We're going to put the adults back in charge. Wouldn't the adults know if the head of the uh, Defense Department in a time of double war was hospitalized and unable to do his job in intensive care? That this seems like a really big issue that just totally has slipped under the radar, they disrespect Joe Biden to such an extent that they didn't even tell him what was going on with his own head of the Defense Department. I think if there was actually um, consequences for the cabinet of Joe Biden, Lloyd Austin would have to step down. I mean, you're in the CIA. Can you imagine... The person whoa, who was whoa, in Clay, second I, place. I was in the, I was in the CIA. Let's not get the. Uh, Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to blow. You, I don't want to blow your cover. Thank you. Blow your cover. The second when Lloyd Austin was not able to do the job, his number two buck was on vacation in Puerto Rico and had no idea that he was in the ICU or that she was actually in charge. This is a big deal. Like. A massive incompetence that just continues to build. Prior to this, if you had to pick somebody in the Biden administration who wasn't a total disaster, maybe Lloyd Austin would at least be some... I mean, you can't pick Mayorkas. You can't pick Buttigieg. 
Can't pick well, Kamala Harris. I mean, things have gone pretty badly in Can't in pick Ukraine, Mary Garland. So I don't know, you know. I mean, I know who not. would you even point to and say, hey, this person in the cabinet isn't an unmitigated disaster? There's a lot of people you just immediately check off because they are unmitigated disasters. Now I mean, you have to put Lloyd Austin in. John Kerry's not technically in the cabinet, but I think he's the climate czar. And for pure comedic gold, I would, I would, uh, as my draft choice, I would have John Kerry kind of like a court jester. You know, he's just there to like entertain yes. the monarchs. John Kerry just being like, Oh, I'm flying private. Otherwise we're all going to die from climate change. Also, John Kerry, most uncomfortable facelift in American political history. He doesn't even look like the same human anymore. I, I hope I never get to the position where I ever think about having plastic surgery, but at some point somebody has to tell you, dude, you're old. You're not going to fool people. You just had a face transplant. How about John Kirby, by the way, when he responded to Ducey by saying, wait a second, bub. That's actually pretty funny from John Kirby, also ridiculous. But, fuck, you know what? I confess that I cried during the crown yesterday. I also thought, maybe I need to get some testosterone in my life. Mm. And That's maybe fair. I do need to start taking a massive supplement of chalk so that I can sit stone-faced like producer Allie when Princess Die dies. <clears throat> and there's all these horrible story revelations. Maybe I need to have more testosterone in my life. Maybe I need to get hooked up and make sure that I don't cry over ridiculous things on television. So I can be as tough as producer Allie, and maybe Buck does too, because who knows when Turner and Hooch is going to be on TNT again, and he's just going to turn into a slobbering mess sitting there watching, given the slobber in that movie, your boy Hooch put his life on the line. So sad, that French bulldog. I loved him so much. I'm sorry, French Mastiff. Uh, Look, we know Joe Biden needs uh, testosterone. We know the entire Biden administration. Maybe I need testosterone. It's a new year. Maybe everybody out there needs to make their New Year's resolution to have more male vitality. You can get hooked up. It's all natural. Male vitality stack at Chalk. You can try it online at choq.com. That's spelled choq.com. 35% off any subscription you choose for life when you use my name, Clay, as your promo code. That's C-L-A-Y. Go check it out today, choq.com. Put some testosterone back in your life. Watch The View and don't cry at all. Watch Turner and Hooch. Stone-eyed, you won't even have a single tear rolling down your cheek because you'll have so much testosterone. You'll just be sitting there doing curls on your couch uh, with your bulging biceps thanks to all of the natural testosterone in your life. Get hooked up today. Chalk.com, C-H-O-Q.com. My name, Clay, for 35% off for life. Clay and Buck, 24-7. Subscribe today. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience, and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. 
American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, closing up Wednesday edition of the show. Producer Ali has been pulling what is, I'm told, our funny VIP email. Uh, and so I thought I would read uh, some of these for you as we roll into. You can sign up, become, become a VIP. All three hours of the show streams live on video. And by the way, we're soon going to be streaming behind the paywall at Fox Nation as well. So there are lots of ways where you can get... Hi, waving at you right now. The opportunity to watch. Not that there's Buck waving too. Not that all of you are sitting around saying, you know what I really need in my life? More video of Clay and Buck. But if perchance that is what you would like to have, it's soon going to be widely available. If you start watching us on our stream, Clay will do more silly Clay voices, which I got to tell you, still the <laughs> highlight of my day today. I knew they were in there somewhere. Uh, here are the email. Danny. Danny wrote, Clay, Clay, Clay. Crying during a show about something we all knew happened about 150 years ago, and you claim not to like Lady and the Tramp? 
Some days just don't make any sense, Danny. It was a very funny email. I'm going to say, Danny, Danny's put you on notice, and I can co-sign that. You don't like Lady and the Tramp, but you cry during the, the crown? I don't see it. I don't see it. Lady and the Tramp, totally overrated. Never really bought into the Outrageous. Tramp. Never really bought into He's Lady. He's just trolling you, Lady and the Tramp fans. He's trolling you. Lisa says, I don't think the Iliad was composed by men to woo women, not by a long <laughs> Not by a long shot. I didn't Sorry. say poetry was to cre- I mean, that. That's a Robin Williams quote from Dead Poets Society. Lisa has had enough with you, Buck. I I wouldn't have expected angry Iliad. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. The Iliad is about a war that was started over a woman. I agree with you. Can I throw Helen that out there, Troy. everybody? The, the face Troy, that the, launched a thousand ships. The most beautiful woman ever kidnapped, and they fought. A long war to get her back. I think Lisa's been checkmated here, folks. We love you, Lisa, but I think Who this would is be checkmated. the modern day Helen of Troy? My wife. <laughs> oh, that is a very, yeah. that is an amazing, you need to clip Thank that. You. That was yep. very, very well done. Thank you. I didn't mean that we knew, uh, but very, my wife would also be the, my wife would also be the modern day <laughs> Helen of Troy. We're going to have to edit that so it's faster. Can we just drop? I heard we dropped in New York yesterday. Can we just cut that segment? Uh, uh, By the way, closing out with Sharon here. (laughs) Sharon wants us, wants you all to know. Sharon says, it is not all caps, a good segue or transition if you have to call attention to it. The whole point of a transition is to move seamlessly from one subject to another. If you stop to point it out, it's not seamless. Speaking of seamless transitions, the show is almost over today. By the way, Sharon, we're having fun mocking the fact that it is clearly not a seamless transition, often when we are seamlessly transitioning. But I appreciate your email. Also, would put a lot of money on Sharon over the age of 50. Is anyone in America named Sharon under the age of 50 right now? I would vote no. Seamless transition. Tomorrow, we'll be back. Same bat time, same bat channel. Appreciate less, all of less you. Less crying. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels listen to on purpose with jay shetty on the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcasts